Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship.
this a lesson is found in Philippians chapter 4, beginning verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise. He sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who was to come? Heard many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, Go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. After John's messengers left, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No. Those who wear expensive clothes and indulge in luxury are in palaces. But what, did you, but what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you. And more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, there is no one greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. This is the gospel of our Lord.
grace, peace, and mercy be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. First, I want to thank each and every one of you. Thank you for the prayers. Thank you for the supplications. And thank you for the thanksgivings that you have given to God on behalf of Katrina and myself. Thank you very much for sharing God's love with me and my family. I love each and every one of you. I love the family here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School. And I have an enormous privilege and responsibility to preach the Word of God to you, you all. And I want to share that joy of Christ here today. The joy of Christ that St. Paul proclaims to us in our epistle reading. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Now, last Sunday, Pastor Coben had a sermon called Tough Words. See, I'll listen to your sermons, Pastor Coben. You're an excellent preacher. And that theme, Tough Words, got stuck in my head. And indeed, preaching the law is tough. Tough love is indeed needed. But St. Paul's words here for us today, if they are incorrectly understood, might be even harder for us. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, always I will say, rejoice. What is St. Paul getting at here? What does he mean to rejoice always? What's St. Paul getting at? Is he telling us that we have to just be step third smilers? That we have to be happy all the time and put on a smile and bear and grin our pain to others and mask it? Is that what the Christian life looks like to be joyous all the time? Does it mean that we're joyous even if it means that we are faking it? Brothers and sisters in Christ, we do faith, happiness. I mean, we see it all the time. Social media is probably one of the greatest vehicles for that fake happiness that we can see. We fake it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We fake it to others when we put on that smile and someone asks us, how are we doing? And we may be screaming internally, but we put on that smile and say, no, everything is okay. And we especially fake it during the holidays. And for some, the holidays can be some of the most joyless, joyless, sorrowful, and stressful times of the year. And there is no amount of faking it that can get us past this part of the year, especially if we're mourning the loss of a loved one, especially if they had died even around during the holidays, stillborn child, a miscarriage, the hidden faults in our hearts that suck the joy and life of Jesus out of our hearts. We all have these experiences. 
How can Christians be joyful when the world and our own sinful flesh seems to do whatever it can to snuff out the light and life of Jesus in our hearts? Now, brothers and sisters in Christ, St. Paul knew. Philippians was written while Paul was in prison. And so Paul knew the depths of pain and suffering that it takes to be a Christian. And so how can St. Paul write a verse like this if he is enduring his own tragedy and suffering and hardship? Is he just putting on a mask to the Philippians? Putting on his own Stepford smile to them? No, he is not. No. St. Paul is pointing to a joy greater than any suffering or hardship the world can give us. A joy that is greater than any suffering and death of this whole fading world. Paul is pointing to us to the joy that is found in Jesus. A joy that goes beyond all the pains and sufferings and the faults of our hearts. A joy that is found in God's advent and his arrival that God in Jesus took on our mortal nature and that this baby, this baby had a purpose. This baby's purpose was to die for the sins of the whole world, to die on the cross for our sins. And Jesus, he did not do this uh, with, with any sort of uh, anger or, or, or hatred or anything like that. He didn't come into this world to bring those things. But instead, he came to bring joy. As the author of Hebrews proclaims, the whole purpose here. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight of sin which clings to us so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And so during this holiday season, do not let the weight of sin cast you down. Do not let the sufferings and heartaches of this world suck the joy of Jesus out of you. For Jesus went to the cross in joy, despising the shame of the cross. But he went with joy his, during his race because he knew what the outcome would be. He knew that through the cross, he would win for himself a holy people. And that through his resurrection, he would bring life to this world. So while we do indeed in this world live with sorrow and suffering, elsewhere in scripture, St. Paul says that we do not mourn as pagans do. Because when we mourn, we still have in our hearts joy. It's a, it's a joy that is a reserved joy in those moments of loss and suffering. I mean, you see it most accurately expressed in Good Friday. And Good Friday, which is probably the most sorrowful and depressing year, uh, day of the church year, we still have the joy of Jesus in our hearts. Why do we still have that joy? Because we know 
that around the corner of Good Friday is going to come that Easter Sunday. We know that the reason why Christ endured on the cross, the beatings, the whippings, the, the blood that he shed for us was so that we could be with him forever. And that he was going to raise us up on the last day in the flesh to enter the new creation for eternity. And the goal for us is, is that eternal uh, destiny with God where there will be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more tears. God's going to wipe away every tear from our eyes with his own finger. There will be no more hunger and no more thirst. Jesus will be on his throne and there will not, not even be a need for a son, for we will bathe in the light of Christ forever. And so even in the darkest moments, even in the loneliness and hardest of days that we suffer, we still have that joy, a reserved joy. This is why every funeral sermon, every funeral sermon is really an Easter sermon. Because in that, in, in that funeral sermon, that Easter joy is put smack dab in the midst of suffering and loss. Because we know if we have been united with our Lord in his sufferings and death, we too are also going to be united with him in a resurrection like his. We'll be united with him on Good Friday in suffering, but we're also going to be united with him in Easter triumph and victory, the resurrection of the dead. And this is the joy we share together. And we can share this joy at all times and all places. And that joy doesn't force us to be Stepford Smilers. We don't have to fake it. The joy is not found on social media posts where people are living their best lives now, going you know, hiking or wherever they're going. But our best life is first and foremost found in our Lord Jesus Christ and in his word here together, gathered in church. And we know that through the experiences of this life, this isn't going to be our best life now. But God has a greater promise of destiny forged through Christ on blood. And then in the resurrection of the dead, we will experience that great life that God has promised us where there will be no more sin, no more suffering, no more death. That God, through the cross and taking the cross in through joy, has made you his very own. And so when the holidays get you down, when the turkey isn't cooked just right, when family members bicker, as they do, when all the busyness of concerts and sports just seem to overwhelm you, overwhelm the joy in your hearts and wear you down, or when you really miss a loved one, we wish they were there here with us, when we experience that hole in our hearts, Remember, remember Jesus. Remember what he has done for you. And that he alone is the reason for the season. And that he gives us a true and authentic joy. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding keep our hearts and minds in the one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.
Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening. <music>